0: You are listening to the Dump and Change Hockey Podcast. Real fans, real opinions. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the first ever Dump and Change Hockey Podcast. I am here with Garrett Hyatt and Tommy Carlicini. I am Alex Dodds. Boys, how are we doing tonight?
1: Not too bad, not too bad, Yeah, nice weather down here in Austin.
2: Can't complain, ready to talk some shop.
0: Yeah, yeah. we are getting hammered with snow up here in New England, so, well, hi, you got anything for us? What are we talking about today?
2: Well, I figure we might as well jump right into the uh, officiating review for Wild (laughs) Blackhawks.
0: (laughs) Okay.
1: Started off hot and early, I see, I see. So So I know Tommy had
2: some pretty strong thoughts about
1: that.
0: Yeah, let's just give a quick little backdrop to this. We have Hyatt, die-hard Wild fan. (laughs) Carlo Cini here, die-hard Blackhawks fan. Van Wagon. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. So let's just say that this was a hot topic with us yesterday uh, amongst the three of us. But Tommy, why don't you lead us off here? All right,
1: well, start off by... Just like to say, the Blackhawks still won. So, regardless of what happened on this call, it's definitely irrelevant. Um, but I'm sure, as many of us have probably seen, it was a pretty brutal call. Uh, I know you said, Dawes, we were talking earlier, and you'd said that uh, you can't really see when the puck touches his stick. But it's common sense. Like, it's common sense, dude. He was easily half a foot off sides when the puck stops moving. And the only way the puck stops moving is when Coil touches it. So I don't know how they don't call it offsides. Blackhawks lost their timeout. Could have come back to hurt them in the end, but didn't. So
0: whatever. Yeah, nice we win. go we go back to uh, to the breakaway there in overtime where Crawford's pretty much in the <laughs> offensive zone for checking. Wow. But uh, no, I mean my heart's in my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean my take on it here. I mean I let's don't get me wrong here. Absolutely, I believe he was off sides. I don't disagree the puck stops moving, and it looks like he's a foot off sides. However, the way the rule is written is there needs to be conclusive evidence uh to overturn the call on the ice and even though they have fourteen thousand cameras at every game, including the two on the blue line, which were supposed to make calls like this easy uh there's really just no angle where you can re- like tell exactly when the puck touches his stick and it's so close when he's offside versus onside. So I can see why they did not overturn the call, but I don't disagree that it was a dumb, a dumb call. And not to mention how long was that break? It was like, it was like five. It was six minutes and 10
2: seconds long. I believe.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was, it was
2: incredibly long.
0: And, (laughs) And I mean, the way the rule is written, it's, uh i got it right here rule 78.7 if a review is not conclusive and or there is any doubt whatsoever as to whether the call on the ice was correct the on ice officials will instruct to confirm their original call but but i mean then that leads into referees sometimes they make the common sense call where okay yeah maybe you can't see the puck under the goaltender but we know that where the puck is in general and the goalie's in the net so it's going to be a goal you go from stuff like that to moments like this where they're like, oh, well, you know, you can't actually tell when the puck hits a stick. So it's just, I think that's got to be cleaned up a little bit.
1: Oh well, yeah, I was going to say, uh, just a couple nights ago, uh, Predators were playing Vancouver, I believe. And Forsberg had a shot that was initially called a save. Uh, Markstrom had the save, but they reviewed it. And in the review, they ended up changing a call to a goal, even though they couldn't see the entire puck cross the line. All they could see was part of the puck halfway inside of his webbing. But they initially said that it would, or they said that it would be a goal because they believed that it was over the line right. based on what they could see. So I mean, if they're going to be reviewing calls and stuff, they at least got to do it consistently.
0: Right. Either and that's, it's I either agree. it's
1: common sense or it's you actually have to see it with your eyes.
0: Because, I mean, in the way the rules read, written, it's conclusive evidence. So if you see half the puck in the webbing, is that conclusive? I mean, I don't know. But it just seems like they jump back and forth from conclusive evidence. I see the whole puck over the line to, well, you know, it's in his glove. We know that it's about this big. So, yeah, looks like a goal. I don't
2: know. You're asking for way too much out of the NHL right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Apparently. But, I mean, that, that, also, that also brings up this question for me is – I mean, what what do we think about coaches' challenges?
2: I think they should be gone. I hate them. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I
0: especially mean, the if they're going to take six minutes. Yeah, I mean, that, and I was just going yeah. to say that. To get the it wrong. Point, the yeah. whole point of bringing the coaches' challenge into the NHL, besides maybe just trying to be like the NFL, I don't know what they were doing. But the whole point of the coaches' challenge was to get rid of, like, the absolutely egregious – calls yeah like the ones yeah. that are just like that is such a bad call we have to but i mean you have the coach of challenge in your back pocket there's obviously no way to like say you can only use it if it's agree like you know what i mean like what is egregious so it's like, yeah saying so like oh yeah. it's
2: close enough we're not gonna right
0: it. so like you get you get moments like this where it's like you got the video guy who says hey you know it looks like he was outside use the call but in reality like did him being half a foot off sides matter in that play because he i mean he takes five strides and shoots and score like it was a snipe but yeah well, it's like uh, I mean, it's just stuff not. like that it's just added six minutes to the game it brought up a He's whole lot of now. drama it's like yeah, I mean, he was
1: close enough to the blue line that it really, in, in the end, it did not matter at all. I mean, it's not like he was, he, it's not like he caught the puck offsides right. or anything. I mean, Coyle was on sides when he touched the puck. So essentially, it didn't really affect the play at all. Other
2: than um, Breezy's score, but, but I mean, mean, obviously, it's just a matter of inches, though.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, it wasn't going to make like, or break the goal. Right, it, it didn't yeah, change exactly. the play, besides the fact that, by rule, offsides is illegal. But, like, b- besides that, it just seems ridiculous to me that a six-minute review on a coach's challenge, when the coach's challenge is really just meant for like when a goal gets cleaned out of the crease and they still call a goal, and they're like, "Well,
1: yeah." I think I think offsides reviews should be taken out. I can understand like goal reviews, but offsides reviews, coach's yeah. challenge, those are little. There, I I mean they they don't, in my experience, they don't work as often as. They could or maybe should, but I don't know. I just think it's – they're more – every time it's so close that it doesn't really affect the play that yeah. much.
0: Um, and I also saw – uh, I forget what the stat was. I'm, if I can look it up here, maybe in the next little bit I'll, I'll confirm it, but this is unofficial, the stat. But I think there was something around like 50 challenges this season on offsides calls that led to goals, and only 20 of them were overturned. So in general, the referees were actually doing a pretty good job. Oh yeah, and again, like how many of those are like just centimeters offside that actually really didn't affect <laughs> the play at all? Like yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: So uh, it sounds like we're all in agreement that we don't really like the coaches' challenge, then, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd say, I'd say take it out. At least, at least, just for the offsides.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you have four on ice officials. You have Toronto. You got the in the in-house referees that are looking at every play. Like, I feel like it should just be like, like they review on their own. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, we like got if, these
1: new. We got these new blue line cameras. They should be able to see it. Um, it's like you shouldn't. Yeah, shouldn't need it. a coach.
0: You know, the NHL should be should be able to re- call down to the referee and just say, "Hey, you know what? He was in the crease, or you know, whatever it is." But yeah. I think the coach challenge is dumb, and they need to look into that. And I'm sure they will in the off season. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure.
2: Well, regardless. Chicago pulls it off in overtime, picks oh, yeah. up Big one point. By
1: Taves, by the way, he's uh, been heating up lately, so that could be good for the Hawks. He had a rough, real rough start to the season, but you know he's been doing well. Saw him score in Dallas, goals in back-to-back games. You guys joked about it earlier, biggest game of the year for the Hawks, but it really is. They're in the middle of a slump; they needed to win.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I, it, I'm gonna guess their their back, next game, February 10th, back that back. Winnipeg's gonna be the biggest game of the year too. Like, oh no. Definitely, yeah, yeah.
2: No, all, it took, it was, all it took was Minnesota. the Wild on a back-to-back best, night.
0: Best team in the West. <laughs> best team in the West.
1: Divisional foe. Rivals. Wednesday night rivalry. It was a big game. And, you know, good game, by the way. Back-to-back. Very good game. So
2: you mentioned Dallas earlier and how bad they are. Are they <laughs> are they going to trade for Flurry?
1: Dude, they've got to do something. They, Dude, I think it. they have to. It's atrocious. Miami and I mean, Leibniz are so bad. Dude, so bad. So bad.
0: You want, and I mean, they're they're on paper minus their goaltending. Sounds like a team that I hear a lot about, aka okay, the Bruins. They <laughs> they look good, like they should be doing way better than they actually are. Yeah, I mean, they
2: came in first in the conference last year, and now they're on the outside and looking in. as it now?
0: They're they're in contention, but I mean, it's this part of the season. It's where it's so hard to make up ground. I just can they make up that ground? You know, in the last three quarters of the season, I don't know. Not the, way, not the way they're playing. A lot of people thought
2: it was they're, just an I mean, early season slump, but we're running out of games here.
0: Gave up yeah. a
1: shorthanded goal to Ottawa tonight. Um,
0: you know. But, I just, mean, let, you look at the – I mean, well. Letton and Niami, like, you hear those names and a lot of people recognize those names who even aren't – like, aren't even – it's like, what happened? Like, I don't – yeah just cup tough. winner with the Hawks, 2010.
2: That's a long time <laughs> ago, oh, though. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, he's
1: definitely way out of his prime. I, don't, I mean, they just don't have a good goalie. It's simple.
0: But, I mean, the way they put up points, it's like, or I mean, at least last year, they almost don't even, you don't even need an, an unbelievable goalie when your team's putting up four or five goals a night.
2: Yeah, and I think that was a problem coming into this year, is that, oh, we did it last year, so we could probably do right.
0: it again. Yeah. But then you get into those playoff games. So I mean, obviously, we're... A little ways away from talking playoffs with the Stars, but you get into those playoff games where goals are hard to come by, no matter how prolific your offense is, and you run into roadblocks.
1: And I mean, seven-game matchup potentially. The yeah. yeah. Stars goalies are going to let up a lot of goals, yeah. Yeah. no matter who they're playing. So <laughs> it just at that point, if if they're if they're in the playoffs, it's going to be can they score yeah. more goals than the other team? <laughs> Yeah, that, that's usually like what it comes down to. It's going to be a lot. Yeah, no, that sounded <laughs> bad. That sounded bad.
2: Uh. So I'm looking through some of the top stories on NHL.com right now. If if you were to guess one goalie that got hurt in a rehab game, who would you think he would be? In a rehab game?
0: Like coming in the AHL?
2: Yeah, like in the NHL, got hurt and was playing a rehab game to get ready to come back. Quick. No, he's way. No, away. quick's
0: quick's away, way yeah. out. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't. Been who? So who's that. got? Did, can we can we get a list of goalies' names who are injured? I'm just gonna tell
2: you who it is. Water is wet, and Jimmy Howard is hurt again.
0: Oh, Jimmy oh Howard! God. I shouldn't known that one. Yeah, I don't
2: know how you guys didn't guess that. Jesus. Yeah, Jimmy Howard exit rehab game with the uh, right knee injury. Same one that he went on the IR for back in December, so he's putting up some pretty Gee. good
0: stats, but... You gotta stay healthy, though. Yeah, it looks like it's the doesn't end of the year. doesn't matter. So sure. Well, you know what's going There's another guy, Dallas, uh... can treat <laughs> It's gonna be good
1: for Ottawa, is Craig Anderson should be pretty close to coming back. He's been in conditioning lately. Uh, he had off for two months for personal issues, and uh, back on the ice now, so only a matter of time till he comes back, and he's... Doing pretty well, uh, pretty decent stats. So that'll be a big help for Ottawa.
0: Yeah, and and you know that kind of brings up some good points where there are, you know, you just mentioned quick. Um, I mean, you got to think when Quick comes back, as good of a a season that Budai has, that's got to be Quick's net, right? A hundred percent.
1: Maybe not right away. Give him a few games back and forth, but.
0: I mean, Budai has been on an absolute tear, but.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: I mean, you can't. I mean, the problem of. I mean, Budai, I mean, you saw it the other night. He's just. He's shaky. Uh, He's not consistent. Shaky is not the right word. Um, With seven shutouts, I don't know if you can be a shaky goaltender, but it's just not consistent.
1: Um, He played well. Um,
0: But, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I'm happy I'm not a head coach, is because. How do you make that decision? I mean, it's Jonathan Quick. How do you how do you not put Jonathan Quick in? But how do you take a league leader in shutouts and Peter Budai out of the net? I mean, it's just a guy. I mean, he saved their season. Budai saved their season. I mean, you don't take him out of the
1: net unless Quick is the backup, or right, yeah, back for injury. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Like, there's only a
1: certain few guys that you would take league leader in shutouts out of the net for, Quick Quick is probably one.
2: that team is lost without. Houdai, and Jeff Carter right now, who's scoring about eighty oh percent of their goals. It seems like, yeah, yeah. They're only one point out of a spot now, but do you guys think they're going to make it in? Ah, uh, eight points back in the division with one game in hand, so they're probably shooting wild card.
0: I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're getting in in a divisional spot. It'll probably be a wild card spot.
1: What's the timetable on quick? But I mean. About?
0: It they yeah they don't really know. I mean I think it, it depends a lot on their schedule because I I don't think the Kings make a run this year. I don't I, if they make it in the playoffs I don't think they last long. They they just don't have enough wins against quality teams.
1: I think they can they can overtake Calgary in the standings for sure. Uh, Calgary uh, Brian Elliott Chad Johnson very two very inconsistent goalies. They I don't think they can stay up this late in the season. Um, So it's just, I think it depends on Edmonton. Uh, You know, obviously McDavid, it's amazing. So just keep scoring. Good, good, good good goaltending from Cam Talbot. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be tough.
0: Yeah. I mean, you see, I'm just kind of browsing through their schedule, but I mean, they've got, besides, I mean, they have a couple, they got like the Bruins in Toronto, which really are games that don't help when you play out of conference when you're trying to get a wild card spot, even with a win, because sometimes you don't even gain ground. But they got a lot. I mean, they got Calgary in here. I see one, two, three. They got four games at hand with Calgary, a team that they're chasing. So I mean, it all comes down to it's going to be playoff hockey for us, way with them. So, hey guys,
1: I just like to say I got a notification from NHL. The Stars put the puck in their own net after they pulled their goalie oh, on a delayed. Star season
2: in a nutshell.
1: Yep. Yeah. So <clears throat> we were talking about earlier how the stars aren't very good. That uh, you know that kind of describes it. Yeah. I think. Wait. Hang on. Let me check here. Uh, I think I actually checked this earlier. Earlier. They are 29th in the league right now. In overall standings. So they're they're the
0: the stars bottom three.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Fifty two points. Wow. Only Colorado and Arizona are below them.
0: So, I mean, is that is Dallas is Dallas a team that you could like? How? I mean, you said when you said it, I said no way. But you're right. I mean, I look. I'm looking at it. And Arizona even has three games in hand. Colorado four.
2: Well, Colorado's twenty points back. So let's well,
0: not. Yeah, co- co- let's not even mention Colorado. Who do you
2: think gets Duchesne? The Wild are going hard after Duchesne. No, they're not. Ooh, I'm starting that rumor right now. That would be right dangerous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would be sick. I saw, I saw a rumor. <clears throat> I saw like a uh, hypothetical trade rumor thing for the Hawks earlier, and one of them was getting Duchesne, But there's like it's like basically a 0.01% chance it happens. So
0: they can't afford it. Not to mention, like everybody wants Duchesne, You know.
2: Dushane's current contract runs through the end of the 2019 season. 2018-2019 so,
0: Okay, season. so he's not, he's not going to really be a rental he's with a $6 million he's, he's, cap another year, but Yeah, that's that's the thing. This cap is crazy.
2: So I don't know if it's going to be some sort of sign-and-trade
1: renegotiation. What do you think
2: Colorado needs? <laughs> Everything. Like, <laughs> like a new GM, a new coach. <laughs> easy, let's
1: start with an easy question. What Probably Claude <laughs> Julian to start. <laughs>
0: No, Claude, yeah, no I was, way, I was Claude, about that. Claude. Claude Julian will not go to college. He's not a guy that's gonna. He's not gonna Claude be a guy a, that. Vegas. Uh, he's gonna want to see. I thought about that too, but he's he's a guy that's want to gonna want to start winning right away.
2: I mean, there's a few different coaches out there you can go and get. There's Claude. There's uh, uh, what's his name from Florida?
0: Hitch. Now, now Hitch is done. I think you don't. You don't think he'll come no back? Way. He'll
2: come back? No, well, this not, was gonna be his last done.
0: season anyway forever you think or did he announce it I I'm pretty sure he this was his like kind of his farewell tour year I don't know if he comes back it's possible it's possible I mean he's been he's been around for a long time
2: either way there's some coaching vacancies yeah. that are gonna be filled this season you gotta think Colorado's coach can't stay Winnipeg's, I mean, Winnipeg's Claude, coach spot' got
0: to be cloud has got to be a, a hot commodity though I mean let's let's just clear this up right now cloud did not Get fired from Boston because of his performance. It, he, he, was a great coach.
1: I mean, it, you can't fire the players at this point, so it starts with the head coach. No, Everybody well, well
0: okay, well, so yes, don't get me wrong. This season, they have not been able to close out games. I, I will not deny that. I was looking up the stat That's the other day, coach, but it was right. like eighteen. They're were, they're were eighteen fifteen and. Three or something like that and games decided by two goals or less and that comes down to the head coach at the end of the day everything comes down to the head coach at the end of the day they get no credit when teams are winning and all the blame when they're losing that's just part of the job but i mean he, he comes to boston he brings a cup in 2011 um he, he he's the all-time leader in wins for boston he's got 419 wins like oh, I, I mean I just...
1: don't get don't get me wrong he's a good coach i just think uh the way Boston's team plays now, I don't think he's the right fit for them. Yeah. Um, they need to shake something up, uh, bring in a new coach who may be a little more experienced and to I don't, the type of team that Boston is at this point in their, in their players' careers.
0: Yeah, so, and, and I don't disagree with necessarily the firing of Quad. I just disagree with the way they did it. I mean, it's a day after the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's two, no, it's two days after the Super Bowl. And the Patriots parade was that morning. So they did it during the Patriots parade. So nobody knew like right They away. they were almost just hoping that like nobody would realize that like what do you I, I just I didn't respect that. I didn't respect that move at all. And Yeah, that's that's kinda like a slap in the face. Yeah, I mean I mean, all credit to Claude, he's been awesome about it. He actually just called Boston the greatest sports city.
1: Yeah. So I that's the final final answer. Where, where do you guys think he's going to end up? Colorado.
0: No, he's he won't go to
1: Colorado. There's no way. Where's he going to go? So Vancouver? What do think, where do you think? I, one pick. One pick.
0: Dude. Fine, one pick. Final answer.
2: He can go from the second worst division of hockey to the worst division of
1: hockey if he goes out to Vancouver.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know where he go. Florida. I'll say Florida. Oh,
1: honestly, I could see him in
0: Florida.
2: All right. Play the Bruins some more.
0: Florida's not bad. I mean,
1: they're they got a good team. Yeah, good they're team. they're a pretty good. Just team. got Huberto back.
0: He he's going to get to choose where he goes next. It's not like he's going to be. He he's going to have to take some time to think about what he wants to do. Because if he does go to Colorado, he's. I don't think they're going to start winning all of a sudden under Claude. It's going to take a couple of years, obviously. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I can see that. Look I mean, at I, Dallas. Right. You just never. You never know in the NHL. Any given night. Didn't
1: go with Florida. Oh, what about what do you guys think of Lindy Ruff's future
0: in Dallas? I don't know. After a year like this, it's it's tough. But but I mean, you say but you say with those goalies. But I mean, who who does St. Louis have?
2: Hey, they're struggling too. They fired their coach. Yeah,
0: Yeah. but but their their situation comes down to goaltending as well. I mean, it's well again, again, it's same thing as the stars. I think
1: the Blues goaltending is not They I don't think they can go far in playoffs if they make it.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I sometimes just that coaching change is what you need. You just kind of make players realize that you know it's it is the it is a job, and that I mean that's somebody's career. I mean, you think about it, I mean, oh yeah, a guy gets fired, he's he's out of work right now, and it kind of brings puts things in perspective for you as a player too. That you know it could be you at any any given day.
1: It's true. You never know where you're gonna end up. So I'm seeing
2: here a report came out today. Coyotes might be moving, or not might be moving, but are exploring opportunities in. Pacific Northwest Portland, Oregon or Seattle, Washington gun to, your, gun to your head which city gets the team
0: Seattle let's send it to Portland just to just to disagree with Tommy huh <laughs> okay I mean yeah, I actually no real... you know what oh well I don't know is it is there a a semi-pro or or a AHL team in Seattle because I know the Portland uh Winterhawks so I don't know if... oh
2: yeah the WHL Thunderbirds are there
0: yeah, so I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, there there's a team in Seattle and there's a team in Portland. So it's like, what what are you going to do? Kick those teams out? I don't know.
2: Well, I'm sure that I don't think they would play at the same arena. They're saying in Seattle it would be uh, Key Arena. Oh, that would be kind of
0: sweet. That would be cool. I could yeah. see it. But let's be honest here. Let's get a team back to Hartford. Let's get a team back to Hartford. Yeah, that would be sweet. We got to get they're, the Hartford Whalers yeah. back. Were the Islanders exploring going to Hartford? Hartford extended an an opportunity to the Islanders to move their team to Hartford and I I don't think the I don't think the Islanders actually considered it. I just think they brought up the fact that they were offered that. I don't think it was ever actually a, a possibility.
2: There's no reason to take a team back to Hartford. Except for bring Bes- back the Besides,
0: yeah, I was just gonna say besides the fact that they have <sighs> the greatest jerseys.
2: Quebec City deserves a team before they do.
0: Yeah, but I don't I don't know. Last last playoffs. It's just was like more the more Canadian team to not win. Greatest, the Buffer, right? I was just gonna say, that was last year's the greatest playoffs ever because there was not a single Canadian team in it.
2: And they haven't won in what, twenty years? It's been a long time. Minneapolis should honestly get another team before Hartford.
1: <laughs> Since the Wilder and St. Paul get a nice little rivalry going there. Well, as of as of today's standings, we have one, two, three, four, five Canadian teams in the playoffs with the Flames, Oilers, uh, Canadian Senators, and Maple Leafs. So, might be a little bit different this year. Yeah,
0: the only the only teams outside looking in are Winnipeg and Vancouver. Winnipeg. Hey, you
1: know, I mentioned the other day that they they have potential to be good. They do. how they they got to figure out their goaltending. Uh, Pavlik Pavlik just got hurt.
0: Well so here's the question, though. we bring up goaltending. We brought up goaltending for what, three different teams now? That's yeah, true. And now you, now and, you have and now you have, <laughs> and now you have Pittsburgh with Flurry ready to deal. Why isn't he gone yet? Why is he's, he still in uh, Pittsburgh?
1: Wait wait until the deadline. They can get him as late as possible.
2: I'm wondering if teams are almost lowballing the pens because they know they
1: gotta get rid of one of those guys. Yeah. I mean and it has to be Flurry. Murray's younger, he's playing better. It has to be Flurry, who goes?
0: I mean how I mean if you're Flurry, how like I mean it's your job to to play for the Penguins and, and try and win games obviously, but I mean he knows he's leaving. Like how, that's gotta just mess with you mentally.
1: Um, I mean I think he's okay with it. I think he's what what does he have? Two cuffs, three cuffs? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he's I think he's okay. I I think he's probably probably disappointed. He probably wanted to stay in Pittsburgh, but you know, I'm I'm sure it's going to help them out a lot if they can trade him away.
2: So, who's more likely to make a big deal for a goalie at the deadline, St. Louis or Dallas?
0: Um, I mean, really, the only goalie on the market's Flurry, right? Well, you got
2: Flurry. I mean, obviously, we just talked about how Jimmy Howard got hurt. But
0: yeah. but a I mean, who? Free agent.
2: Maybe you take a flyer no. on him. He can't be worse than letting in the Emmy or Allen. No. Alan. no. But I it's mean, like,
0: but here's the question, like. Who do you give away for for Flurry? Who's I don't know how many years he's got left on his contract. It's I think this might be his last one. But I mean, who who are you going to give up for a guy like Flurry? You're going to have to give up some young players. If you right, but I mean, does is Flurry going to show up in Dallas and help him make a push into the playoffs? I I, I just don't see it. So why would nah. I don't see why Dallas would give up young talent? To be more average, I don't. I just don't see that happening.
2: Fleury signed also through the end of the 2018-19 season. Okay, so he's got a five seventy-five k. Interesting. So I mean, you bring in Flurry, you bring in the goalie for a few years, and if the Blues think this is their window, or the Stars think it's their window, you you got to do whatever it takes, right?
0: I mean, can you? Do you think it's your window, and you're sitting in the third to last spot, and the NHL, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like
1: I said, coming off the year they had, I think you just got to look at it. They get anybody decently average in net, they're going to be much better.
2: Even a guy who can post a nine ten that percentage, I didn't even it's, ask it's, him for that
1: much. It's awful. It, it's just terrible. As much as I hate to admit it, when I when I went to the uh, Stars game, the uh, Hawks Stars game in Dallas last weekend,
0: uh, the Stars looked
1: like a better team, but. Hawks just found the net.
0: I look at it; they both have uh, Niemi's at a nine oh one, and Letton's at nine oh two. So, I mean, that's... that's impressive,
2: actually, for them. I thought they were in the eight nineties.
0: <laughs> I mean, they're they're not far from it. I mean, their their goals against average is two point eight nine for Letton three point two for Niemis. So it's I mean, three goals a game. That's
1: also terrible.
0: But Hyatt, I know you probably weren't going to get to this topic, but I'm bringing it up right now. Goalies. I forget the date it was, but maybe three or four days ago, we're forced to switch to the new hockey pants, oh, yeah. the new goalie pants, and goalies are not happy about it. I know dude Nick
2: said he doesn't like them.
0: Does does that make up for Lettinen and Niemi's stats? No, it does not because it's only been in effect for four <laughs> days or whatever. Yeah. But just to bring that topic up, I mean, I, I forget whose the quote was, but one of the goalies, I think it might have been Crawford actually, was saying... That goalies are are getting punished for getting better at their job. Yeah, and, and I mean, and I what else can you
1: do? Make the they've already made the pads smaller. They've made the nets bigger. Uh, what do you like? They've restricted their movement behind the net. What else can they do? Yeah. Like they're just finding they're just finding more and more ways.
2: For the sake but of I the mean, record book, we can't change the rules.
1: No, you definitely
2: can. They raise the mound or they lower the mound. Sorry.
1: <laughs> All right. Hey. hey not bring baseball into this. Well, I'm just
2: saying other sports have <laughs> adapted. I'm
0: I mean I I understand that they want more scoring and everything, but I mean, have either of you ever played goalie? I mean, it is hard, like it's impossible. I I can I can move around in the net. I it's I I got to be one I of look, hardest, I look like hardest I might be a good goalie, but then a puck gets shot at me and it's like I don't even I I don't even know. I played in a C league for goalie for for fun. And I was I was like a three goals a game. I mean, I looked like letton and and Niemi out there. Like it, it's just hard. I don't I don't know. When I, I lived back in Indiana,
1: I, I was I was playing in I think it was like mites. It was like house mites, and every single player on the team had to play goalie one game. I played goalie one game, got scored on like seventeen times. <laughs> Never played goalie ever again. <laughs> last, last time I ever put the pads on. <laughs> so yeah, I know playing goalie is hard. <laughs> how about, yeah, how about Cary Price giving up, uh, what was it, five to Colorado the other Four. night? Four. Four? Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, trouble. I don't, you play, it's such a long season. There's so many games that you're just, you're going to have your off nights. It's all about how you respond. There's some goal, I mean, Cary Price, I'm not going to start throwing terms elite out there because we're not getting into the discussion, but Cary Price is a fantastic goaltender. Oh, yeah, absolutely. and I mean, no argument there. And he doesn't struggle generally to bounce back after having a bad i mean it's it's going to happen in a in a career like his you're going to have your bad games everyone's going to have their bad games but it's how you bounce back from them yeah and yeah. you see some goalies that just can't get it i mean who Allen? he had to take a leave of absence from the team just to get his head clear it's just well you want to talk
1: about goalies what about uh how about tampa bay this year oh man ben bishop that dumpster fire even, Va- even vasilevsky he used to he was he's pretty
0: damn good last year yeah, he was ben supposed to be Bishop, a trade chip. What yeah, Ben Bishop sure. when they made their run to the cup was on fire. I mean, he's what how tall is he? He's, he's like he's six, like 83, I think. <laughs> he's so tall. <laughs> I think, the guy I think goes six, down, six he six takes officially. up the entire net. Someone's so like what what happened? That. I mean, do they try and change something? I don't know what it is, but it's just like you have goalies like that that just fluctuate in and out of being good or it's just ridiculous how how easy it is for goalies to fall off the map. It's just such a mental position.
1: But now, now we got to ask: Is it the goaltending in Tampa, or is it
0: their D? I mean, it's got to be every. I mean, if you you don't you don't end up with fifty four points through fifty four games, without it being a team problem, you don't.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's good I think point. it's
0: I think it's got to be everything. I mean, granted, fifty four points in the Eastern Conference is five points out of the playoffs. So you know, are they that bad? No, but
1: Tampa Bay is twenty sixth in the
0: league. Yeah. So are in the bottom what bottom They're last
2: place in the East tied for last. They are 5 points out of 5
0: playoff, points though. out of the play. Yeah, I don't even really so want to East talk about is the
2: jumbled up right now. Yeah. There's a it.
0: few more games to figure out who's, who's rising. And that's what's nuts there. to me is I mean, I watched I watched the New Jersey Devils play uh, the Predators back when the Predators were struggling, like real bad struggling um, back in December and it was Painful to watch the New Jersey Devils play defense. I mean, it it, five on five. It looked like they were killing the penalty. Anything that was outside the dots, they weren't even going to pressure you. So they, I mean, the Devils had all, or the Predators, excuse me, had all day just to set any play up, move the puck around, and just tire Schneider out. So how they are possibly three points out of a playoff spot? Not to mention they're three points out of the playoff spot, and they're two games above five hundred. It's just. I mean, does that you guys tell me does that mean that the Eastern Conference is strong because all their teams are so close, or does it mean they're weak? It's just it's so hard to say.
2: I mean, you look from the Islanders down, so the remaining uh, seven teams, the bottom seven teams. Islanders are only five games over 500, and I know it's tough to get into the 500 talk when you have the OT losses. Because right. in reality, they're actually five games under 500. True. True. Yeah. But it's I don't I don't want to say that the East is back necessarily
1: the metropolitan division
0: is definitely pretty close to being back but that's the thing though is is you get it's just so hard until you get the conferences playing each other it's hard to kind of compare the conferences because you look at the western conference for the past i don't know five years and it's always like the top of the top are just unbelievable beating everybody and the bottom teams are just they can buy a win, and then you go to the East, and it's usually more jumbled. But does that mean that the East is a worse conference? Because I mean, you—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's hard to say. It's—they don't play enough games against each other to really get a feel for for which conference is better. And honestly, it doesn't really matter which conference is better in the end. But it's just when I look to see a team that is last place in Eastern Conference, tied for last place in Eastern Conference, being five points out—it just screams like that. Just can't be right.
2: Yeah, we need to get rid of the loser point, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I've I've never liked the OT loss. It makes point. no sense. Um, if you win an OT or a
1: shootout, you get all three of them.
0: No, it shouldn't even be three. It should just be two-point games. Yeah, That's that's the point, that's the part that yeah, I don't like. Okay. That's the part yeah, I, I don't like, that. is how does a game go from being a two-point game and now all of a sudden they're three points up for grabs?
1: It's, I think it's if, more based on the fact that, like, a five minute overtime in a shootout potentially is not really a, a good way to determine a winner. Right. So, like you know, I mean, like obviously, I feel like c- continuous overtime. It's a, say so they had continuous overtime in the regular season. Somebody wins in continuous OT, they get two points and not
0: yeah. Two, and but one. I mean that brings me that brings me to this though. So, w- which would you rather have? So, I mean, I'm only going to give you two options. There are obviously a thousand ways the NHL could go to this, but. Would you rather have the way it is now, where it's two point? I'll give you three options. The way it is now, so two points for a win, one point for an overtime loss, the third point just magically appears once you go into overtime. Or would you rather have the one point for an OT loss, two points for an OT win, but if you win a regulation, you get three points?
2: Yeah, definitely three points up for grabs at all times. Right?
0: Or, yeah, or, I think
1: three points all you time. You know what I'm
0: saying? Because that way you're not inventing a point that's all of a sudden. You know,
1: yeah, I agree. It, it just
0: doesn't make sense to me that all of a sudden there are just these extra points appearing out of nowhere. Games should be worth two points, and you can only get two points or three points, and you can split them if you go to overtime. That's just that's my opinion, but it just I don't like the way it is now when points just appear out of nowhere.
2: If OT losses weren't worth a point, the Tampa Bay Lightning would be two or three spots out of the playoffs rather than at the yep. bottom of the East. So. Yep. It I, mean, it is, I guess. Just
0: look I mean the East there how many teams have ten overtime losses? I mean you got the Islanders, Panthers, the Devils, Sabres, Detroit, Toronto. I mean look how many teams have ten overtime losses. That's not even dipping down into the into the West. The West don't have as many, the Stars and Anaheim. But I mean that that is so many overtime games where points are just appearing out of nowhere.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I would like there to be three points off of grabs, but knowing the NHL nothing's gonna change soon. Yeah. No.
0: Well, you never know. Dump and change hockey podcast coming in hot. <laughs> you got it. You heard it here first. It was our idea. I, no, I it wasn't.
2: But first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we, we talked about St. Louis already. Fabry now being injured out for the season, right? Oh, He's out. He's done. How does that affect the St. Louis Blues moving forward? I mean, I mean, I it sounded. To me, like none of us really thought they're true contenders. Um, maybe make a playoff spot, not really make any waves. But now that Fabri's out, what what do we got for St. Louis? Yeah, like you
2: said though, I don't really think they're. I don't think they're a legitimate threat this year. No.
0: I mean, with with Fabri, could they be a threat or no? Do you think? No.
2: Still probably not. Honestly, I don't it think start, it
0: starts with their goal.
2: I don't think that's the the injury that makes or breaks them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just let me. He's got 29 points and 21 games. I don't know. It just seems like such a solid player. I mean, he's minus 16, so I guess I can. No, nah, he's a good player. He's,
2: he's definitely is a good
0: player. He's a guy that you got to be aware of when he's on the ice. He's.
2: Yeah, I mean that production is gonna have to come from somewhere now. Yep. And if your name's he's not seven, he's Seventh on
0: the team in, in scoring. Yeah, I mean Teresenko is far and away the leading scorer, with 52 points. Shattenkirk.
2: They're talking about the shopping seven. Shattenkirk and trading away Berglund, so you wonder if they even believe they have a chance here.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, if you're if you're the Blues, I mean, do it seems like that almost seems like a panic to me. Do you think they're panic? You think they're overreacting? I mean, they really just need a goaltender, in my eyes, to to become maybe not a contender necessarily, but a team that might be able to come up with some series wins in the playoffs.
1: I mean, the Blues are the Blues are a wild card team right now. Yeah, as it stands at this point in the season, so. Who's to say they aren't contenders? Uh, struggling to get there. Well,
0: what? A lot of what well, I like okay. to look at. Okay, I, I guess not
1: contenders. I mean, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. The I know
0: what you're saying, but like, I, I mean, as far as making way, I mean, the Blues make the playoff. Any team that makes the playoffs, doesn't matter what your record is, you could be in the in the East and make the playoffs. I mean, you're almost sub 500 and wild card. Flyers are five games above 500 again, not getting into overtime loss technicalities yeah, same with the Blues. But you over. look you look at – you can almost – but it doesn't matter because once you get in the playoffs, it's just so – like it's just different. It's different. And what you need is you need the depth. You don't see a lot of teams that only have one or two good lines and two or three good defensemen make a push. Honestly, you don't see teams without two fairly solid goaltenders make a good push because there are going to be times where your starter gets pulled. It's, just, it's happened almost every year to the team that wins the cup. But, I mean – St. Louis. I mean, you look at you look at the home record for St. Louis. Seventeen, nine, and four at home. That's a team. You get in the playoffs, you're guaranteed those two games at home, and you're opening in where they stand now. They're opening at home, so if you win the first two games at home, you're now in a two zero series lead, and yeah, now you're going on the road, but you've got the momentum. So I don't, I don't know. That's anything can happen once you get to playoffs, but I just I don't know. Fat with Fabry being out, I just don't see them. I, they might, they might even miss the playoffs. I don't, I don't know.
2: Yeah, they very well could. I mean, they've got L.A., Calgary, Winnipeg. They're all right there. Winnipeg yeah, do I a mean, little bit got, of a lesser extent,
0: but they've got two games at hand on pretty much everybody, but but the Kings. But you know, it's just I don't know. Hopefully, Allen took his time off and is going to come back with a fresh mind. But we've already talked about goaltenders and their nuances, so.
1: I, I don't know. I feel if St. Louis makes the playoffs, they're out in the first round. Yeah, I think That's so too. Idea. I would
2: have to agree with that.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they have what it takes to beat anybody in a seven game series. Especially if
2: they make yeah. it if they slip in as a seven or an eighth seed. Yeah. You're talking absolutely. about playing Minnesota or Chicago. Going, <laughs> yeah. going two shameless
0: shameless self promotion there. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's pretty rough.
1: No way, no way they make out of the first round if they even make it.
0: And I mean I mean, obviously there's still the trade deadline coming up, so lots of moves could happen, who knows? Uh, hopefully it's a fairly exciting trade deadline, but I mean I mean you gotta think it's gonna be pretty exciting when you got teams in the East. You have every single team in the East is a playoff contender right now. So that's gotta lead to something some exciting stuff. I don't know when the last time that happened is. I can't remember a time. Where so many teams have been in a in a spot to make a, a legitimate playoff push. It kind
2: of
1: bugs me to be honest, but we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah. The East is the East. Thank well, goodness I'm a fan of a team in the West. Yeah, just just I mean, better we got, hockey. We got in the eight West. minutes, so
0: yeah. Oh gosh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Felt the blood boiling a little bit. I had to take a take a deep breath. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know I did under your skin a little bit with that.
1: <laughs> Speaking of trade deadline, I'm a uh... As always, Chicago every year makes some pretty decently big trade at the at the deadline to get that last little push they need for the playoffs. Oh, Stan Bowman this year uh, came out and said in a press conference that we weren't looking to trade anybody. Yeah, he deadline. says that every year. He's I don't <laughs> believe it for. I was say I don't believe it for a second. Uh, I mean, obviously the Hawks do what the Hawks do, and I'm very interested to see who we end up getting. Two guys to keep an eye on to go there, I think, are
2: going to be Ribeiro out of nashville since he was let go yeah
1: yeah that one would
2: not I mean, surprise me the least and i also wouldn't be surprised no. if they move for uh hands a lot of beatings sorry Weird? arizona yeah. arizona Tigers.
0: for me a gm coming out and saying we're not looking to make a move i think that's just strategy almost like if a gm that comes out and says oh hey we're looking to make he's big moves he's we're coming out to make big moves now as a player on that team what do you think and you're like was well, it going to be me that, I mean, yeah. it's just an added distraction that's not necessary. If a move yep. if a move happens, it happens. It's, you don't have to come out and say, you know, hey, we're looking to make a big move to make a play because that just brings up problems in the locker room that just aren't necessary.
2: I that think they've got a, I mean. a steady enough locker room, and they got Coach Q gripping the wheel. So I don't think that
1: that
0: yep. would play too big of a. Yeah. Nobody loves to win more than him. Am I right?
1: Oh no, absolutely not. I mean. <laughs> And let's be honest. Any, I think any player in the NHL would be pretty excited to play for the yep. Blackhawks. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll see we'll see who we get.
0: Well, who, what do you think the Blackhawks need? Do you, I mean, you're you're a Hawk. What do they need to right beat now. the wild? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, right now, what they really need is for their second line to start picking up in production. Uh, Kanan, Nishmov and Panarin have not been playing very well. Uh, actually, surprisingly enough, this year the Hawks have gotten a lot of good scoring from their rookies. You know, Ryan Hartman, uh, Nick Schmaltz, uh, Tanner Caro, uh, they've been doing pretty decent, uh, bottom six forwards, but you know, what was it? I think Nick Schmaltz had a goal last night against Minnesota. Uh, maybe even Caro. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, the rookies on the Hawks have been playing well, obviously being rookies and all, that's not going to be enough come playoff time. Um, I I don't know. I think I think we need a solid third line center.
2: Mike Rivera or off That's two guys I mentioned. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I'd say I mean, to go to go first third line center. Um, that would be my first decision.
0: I would also like to just point out, as much as it pains me to say, how good Chicago has been the last what how many years? You want to? I'll let you put a number on that, Tommy. Seven. Seven, seven years. Seven or eight. So the last seven, seven or eight. years. They've been so good the last seven years that here they are sitting in fifth place in the NHL with 33 wins, and we're talking about what they need to get better. Like,
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I gotta be honest. As, as 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 high as the Hawks are in the standings right now, they have, you know, this has been one of their weaker seasons. Uh, you know, I gotta say, say that their, with a little more smugness. Their defense, their their defense this year has been tough. Like we we played Arizona, you know, about a week ago, we beat them. I think it was four three was the total, but we had Duncan Keith playing thirty minutes
0: that game. Yeah, So but I mean that that we go that brings me back to to we can't be having that. Yeah, but that brings me back to to Cloud Julian. I mean, there that's the difference between a team that's finding ways to win and a team that's finding ways to lose. And I think yeah, that that's just one of the. I mean, obviously, I don't think the Bruins are. Good enough to really be compared to the Blackhawks right now, but it's just to kind of drive that point home, it's just finding ways to win. It's not always pretty, but they don't ask how, they ask how many. So
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you look at Taves' overtime goal last night against Minnesota, just you know, a pretty weak rebound in the <laughs> slot, picking up the garbage. But, hey, goal's a goal, and like you said, to find a way to win. So
2: yeah.
1: Wild may have stolen one point, but Hawks come out with two, so got to be pretty happy. <laughs> <sighs> gotta be happy.
0: No response from Hyatt here. He's just gonna wear this one. No,
2: he can keep talking. That's
1: fine.
0: All right. Yeah, well, it's mean, gonna wear. It. I respect I, it. I respect this, it.
1: If I gotta, be, hey, there's not much to say. If I have to be completely honest, I, I'd say the Wild were a better team last night. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't even know if that's. Up I just think eight. it comes down to a couple bounces, a couple bounces this way, a couple yeah. bounces that way. Um, but I mean, we yeah. we talked
0: about this last a night. A is that? Minute.
1: Offside review, <laughs> which gave everybody and their mother a rest. I mean, I mean honestly, that was that crap. was
0: a smart that was a smart move. Honestly, I was thinking that at one point Quenville was calling that coach's challenge because that was the equivalent of six timeouts. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, smart <laughs> play I mean, or right? not,
1: it, I, I I'm going to stick to it. I I still think they should have called off sides, but, but at at the same time, six minutes. You, you're right. Uh, the Hawks obviously at that point in the game. Up up two nothing to start the, at the beginning of the second period and Wild come back, make it two two. Yeah. The six and a half minute break is exactly what they needed. And you know, Wilde we faster, come back. got to the pucks quicker. Uh yeah, it was just it was just a tough game yeah. for the Hawks. They stuck with it and got the win. So yeah.
0: And we talked we talked about it last night. That for me, that had a playoff tight feel for me. I, I hate think Wyatt, we're gonna I mean, see that matchup this year. I I'd I'd love to see it, but I, I would hate love to see it. I would love to see it just to watch you two, just to watch you two go at it all week. I would, I would love that. And if if that is a is a matchup, and you guys don't travel to Chicago or, or Minnesota and watch a game together, that would be trap. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, if the, if the Wild do win the Cup this year, it's okay. They can have their first. The Hawks, you know, they've had six, so it's all right. Three in the last six years. So yeah, you can it's, only it's
2: claim cool. those three. Cool. buddy.
1: Yeah, hey. Three. <laughs> three. I don't want to hear about Three's
2: the 1953 Chicago championship
1: team. It was actually 61, <laughs> buddy. Good try. Close enough, though, right?
2: <laughs> Either way, the goalies didn't know how to ski.
0: But let's—I don't even want to touch that because I hear people say Wayne Gretzky is not the greatest hockey player to ever live for those reasons. They're like, I mean, you look at the the points that he. Wayne had. Gretzky
1: is the greatest player ever because he had—he was look, averaging over 200 points this season look, for a while.
0: Look. at <laughs> Look at his his records that are simple. Like, let's just be honest never with be everybody. They will never. I think get he had broken, nine
2: two hundred point years. We had Jamie Benn. <laughs> Jamie <laughs> Benn won.
0: There are alive. records that will never get. Bro, I don't care if teams if goalies just become extinct and teams just play six. They will not get broken. <laughs> it is just absurd.
1: No, it's 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 insane. I mean. Different time period, but different different level. Yeah, <laughs> always the great I mean, one.
0: It, you're right. It is hard because it's like how I mean, who, who's gonna score 92 goals in the season? No, ever again. That will never happen again. You think there's gonna
1: be? Yeah. A, you think there's gonna be a 50 goal scorer this season?
2: No, I don't think Crosby reaches.
1: Crosby Crosby leaves with
0: 30. So I don't think so.
2: Speaking of that. Speaking of Crosby, let's end here with some. If the season ended today, who takes home the MVP? I'll give you guys four choices: Crosby, McDavid, Brent Burns, Devin Dunik.
1: See, that's top. if it ended today.
0: Yep. You see, because because you look at Brent Burns, and he's not a guy that has put up necessarily MVP Crosby. type numbers, but where are where are the San Jose Sharks? Without he's Frank got fifty-seven they, points, I mean, and he's
2: third in the league in points.
0: I mean, I gotta go with Crosby. Is, uh, I mean, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stay loyal to my to my fantasy squad. So it's got to be. It's got to be. Hey, Dubnik.
2: I can I can live
1: with that. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I have to say, between two, I'd go Crosby and Dubnik, but I, I got to go Crosby. Sixty points in forty-six games, one point three points a game. I mean, come on, plus yeah. sixteen. He's absolutely. He started off the year injured.
0: But it's. On, I mean, scary, MVP yeah. is It's harder to win every time you win. It gets harder to win because now it's like one point three points for Sidney Crosby. You're like, well, you know, last time you won it, it's like it's just tough. I don't know. But you're right. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. Those are MVP type numbers. It's just when it's Sidney Crosby, you hear that, it's like, well, yeah, it's a pretty average season for him. You know.
1: I'm, I'm just thinking. I, I'm just thinking of if the season ended today.
0: that's, yep. that's who I gotta I feel go you. with. Yep. Nine nine less
1: games than the the person who's tied with him for points, which McDavid, unbelievable.
0: Uh, MVP yeah. eventually. Um, yep, absolutely.
1: Keeps playing the way he is
0: probably this year. All right. So. Well, any final words before we wrap this thing up? Anything, Tommy? Uh, not much. Go Hawks. <laughs> Got to throw, throw it in. All absolutely. right, well. That's all for the first ever broadcast here with Dump and Change Hockey. Uh, tune in here on the 27th of February for our next one. We're going to start off with uh, with twice a month, and as things get get going, we'll, we'll ramp it up to once a week. But until next time, you got Cheen, Hyatt, and Dodds here checking out from Dump and Change Hockey. Later, guys. See ya. Be sure to visit us at dnchockey.com, your home of Dump and Change Hockey. Real fans, real opinions.